The year that I met Joy was a consistently dangerous year for women in America. We were killed in public parks and parking lots, on sidewalks and in our cars. We were killed, too, in basements and back bedrooms and on front porches while babies slept. We were tied up, tied down, kept hidden in secret rooms. We were drugged and dragged and beaten, yelled at and made afraid. Men moved around us like the weather, like things to be endured. We suffered at our workplace, and we suffered in our bedrooms, and we suffered at the hands of people who, in theory, loved us the most. From my small town in Ohio, I began to think of women's bodies and the many places they should not go. The woods, for example, where three female joggers were killed in their own American communities in just one August week alone. Women should not jog alone, but also they should not walk alone, hike alone, camp alone, make their way across a parking lot alone, at night or during the day or in the morning, with too many bags or one bag or no bags whatsoever. The year that I met Joy, an Iowa woman, was strangled to death while out for an evening run among the cornfields, all honey gold and shimmering, the sky like a pastel painting, like a Grant Wood tableau, America and our American violence. In Ohio, a woman was murdered while mixing a bowl of macaroni and cheese. In Colorado, while putting her children to bed. In Michigan, while shopping at Kohl's. And in New York City, sleeping and in central Texas, gaming, and in Southern California, swimming. In Pennsylvania, a woman from my hometown was murdered by strangulation and blunt force trauma one week after beginning college. Her body was transported over a hundred miles and to three separate locations via lift, first in a blue plastic storage container, then a duffel bag, folded as if clothing, her body treated the same as a Gap t-shirt or Nike joggers, before police identified her attacker, a 29-year-old male who, when police arrived, was found cleaning blood from his apartment. And in the Ohio town where I now reside, a woman two years my junior was found buried in a shallow grave at the entrance to the hills I like to hike. People don't respect human life no more, her grandmother told reporters. It was a crisp day, early autumn. God gives it, and people just take it. There were many women who were never found. There were many women found unidentifiable. And there were a multitude of men made famous for the murders they'd committed against their women. A Colorado husband, for example, earned primetime coverage for the murder of his pregnant wife, Shanann, and their two young daughters, Bella and Celeste. It was exactly the type of national coverage reserved for missing white women and their grieving, sullen white husbands. I just want them to come back, Christopher Watts told camera crews, incredulous. He stood on the front porch of his home. He shifted his weight from foot to foot. It's like a nightmare I just can't wake up from. If they're not safe right now, that's what's tearing me apart. It took prosecutors less than a month to determine Watts had strangled his wife to death and killed his two daughters through beating and suffocation, despite the four-year-old's coherent pleas, a detail the media lamented ad nauseum. He then drove their bodies to a commercial work site, where he dumped his wife in a patch of overturned earth, his daughters in an oil drum, all of this only hours after a backyard barbecue where the children paddled around a pool in hot pink bathing suits tiny pigtails matted against their heads. 
He was texting his girlfriend as they swam, police later reported, perhaps even finalizing their burial sites and the manner in which he planned to kill each one as the girls did cannonballs and reapplied sunscreen and played pretend tea party underwater, their tiny hands cradling tinier teacups. We read about the Watts family everywhere, but what happened to those girls and their mother is what happens to thousands of American women annually. Every year, we are stalked and slaughtered, beaten and battered, snuffed out, slain. I knew this, but didn't really know it, until the spring that I met Joy, when the man I loved more than any other, a man who was good-natured, funny, kind, stood in my downstairs hallway, screaming, looming over me, lunatic. In the months before that evening, Dave had backed me into a bathroom, yelled until I was on the floor, and screamed at me so violently in a vinyl tent in Colorado that I lay stiff the whole night like prey, wondering if and how he might kill me. And I thought then, as I had several times prior, this is how it happens. This is how we die.